good games we're recording once upon a time oh i don't like this one very much um on monday night football hi this is gilbert godfrey here please join mike andrew for the next episode of slam drum the bears season's gonna end on a double doink that's a final question bro I'm eating burritos bigger than you. You know, that's why I'm like the maple syrup. Syrup drizzle. You got to make that play right away, baby. Is a hot dog a sandwich? It's not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. Because water is a what? Welcome back to Slam Drunk Podcast. I'm Michael H. The H stands for Handlebar Westner. And I'm Drew Hernandez. We're reshooting this episode, so I don't know how much of this will make it in versus the last time. It's been two weeks. We're not actually reshooting. We're perfect and get everything right the first time. That was a joke. (laughs) We have got a great episode for you today with commercials. Advice from Coach Drew. Then I'm going to sit down with some skeevy guys at a dive bar just for you. I'm risking my life, putting my neck on the line for comedy. But before we get to all that, let's start off with housekeeping. We are officially one year old. Actually, we've been one year old for several months now. Uh. Also, Drew is officially one year old than he was when we started this podcast because his birthday was very recent. Drew, how old are you? I am now 24 years old and five days. And how old did you think you were when it was your birthday? I thought I was turning 25 years old and I didn't realize it was my birthday. What happened there? Uh... I'm getting old. There's no two ways about it. I guess I'm not old enough yet where I've started consistently using a calendar and marking everyone's stuff on it like grandmas do. But I'm also old enough that I'm starting to forget things, including numbers that reference key facts about myself. How does it feel to earn another year on your life? You thought you were 25. Turns out you're 24. Do you feel younger now knowing that? As soon as I made it to 22, I decided that I've done enough. So we're there on year three now, coasting on that attitude. Slam drunk, everybody, where the nihilism is as bubbly as the beer. (sighs) A friend of the podcast sent in a fantastic question. So we're going to let you guys listen to him and then respond. Roll the tape. I can't hear it. Remember when we were proactive about this? (laughs) Calm your tits. Did you hit share sound? Share sound. You have to hit share sound also. Tech these days. Hey guys, it's your good friend Carmenthal calling in again. Just wanted to let you know that the car is great. I absolutely love it. I just took it to the 7-Eleven, got some scratch-offs, didn't win anything, but that's okay. Now I can keep going back with my brand new car that you guys got me. Thanks so much. Uh, I just wanted to ask, because, uh, you know, I noticed throughout the throughout listening to the show, you guys have such good chemistry. Your sound quality is top-notch. It's really good. So I'm just wondering, Mike and Drew, if you guys had to name an element to put on the periodic table that would greatly capture how you describe what your chemistry is on the show what would it be called and what would its abbreviation be on the periodic table thanks so much carmenthal out a tough tough question that our favorite listener carmenthal comes at us with so mike if 
we were going to add an element to the periodic table. What would you name it and why? I'd go with best friendium because our bond as best friends and co-hosts is what really aids our, 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 our artistry, our craft, you know? I always know when you're going to burp. That's why I stop talking and let you go for it. We get drunk together. That's, that's, there's no better chemistry. If you were watching Breaking Bad and they replaced one of those weird graphics with our element, it would be BFF. How about you, Drew? Mike, part of the reason that we have such good chemistry is because sometimes we're exactly alike and sometimes we're polar opposites. You chose to go the very lighthearted, optimistic route here with our uh, element title, and I'm going to go to the other end. I would name it uh, nihilism. I think striking a balance between our distaste for the universe and our love for each other is what makes this podcast great. So now that we've got the nihilism out of the way, we're going to move on to a quick Drew's Fridge segment. You've probably forgotten what that was, but at the beginning of the baseball season, we let August talk about the Phillies and give us an update on how they were doing to start the season. Og, why don't you tell us how the Phillies ended the season and give us an update on Bryce Harper's homers? Yeah, Mike, specifically Drew's Fridge is about the tally count of home runs that I stuck on Drew's fridge senior year of college. And that year we got to, I don't know, a million, a million and one. But this year was a different year. And although the Phillies didn't perform to all of my hopes and dreams, like none of our favorite teams tend to do, Bryce Harper had an unbelievable season, an MV3 season, as they're calling it, because of his number being number three. The total on Drew's fridge for this season for home runs would be 35. There would be 35 notches. And that is not a league leading number. That is a hell of a competitive number. Yeah, that was my follow-up question, whether it was competitive. Well, that's good. I'm glad that he could compete and that Drew's fridge is looking more magnificent every day. August, quick trail off. I have a question for you. In your estimation, does Bryce Harper with his 35 home runs this season is that number greater than the number of breakfast turkey dogs we ate during senior year of college? That is under the amount of breakfast turkey dogs we ate in senior year of college. That's probably under the week record of how many breakfast hot dogs we ate in college. I think we could go through three each on a decent morning that we had a cup of coffee, a breakfast hot dog, probably another breakfast hot dog, and then we'd leave the door with a final breakfast hot dog for the road. And if we couldn't finish it by the time we'd get to class, our whole class would smell like breakfast hot dog. And they were lucky for it. I'd like to change my chemical compound on the periodic table to breakfast dogium or August dogium, one of, one of the two. I, I failed chemistry. I was more of a physics guy. And uh, one thing you learn from physics is uh, you can't stop an immovable fucking force like ours. So we're going to move on to the last point in housekeeping. Our new. <laughs> I want to jump in really quick before we move on and tell you tell you guys all about how I got the name Og Og Dog. You've been calling me Og Dog for a while. It's been a real honor and a treat. It actually started on my little league travel team, the Lower Marion Tigers, and my third base coach Jimmy Brodo, who I love as a great male leader in my life, would always be clapping down the third base line, going. It's doggy doggy time. It's doggy doggy time. And then I'd hit the ball far and I'd run and it was great. You heard it here first. He hits the ball, it goes far, and he runs. And now we're running on to the last bit of housekeeping. 
We're going to talk about our fantasy season. That's right, folks. We're doing it again. We're several weeks in. Drew, what's different this year? What are we doing different? Who do we have here that we didn't have last year? What kind of updates do we want to give people? Commissioner Drew. Well, I don't like to put titles on things, but sure. Commissioner Drew, tell us about this year's fantasy season. This is Commissioner Drew speaking. And you might be asking yourself, we had eight people in our league this year. Who drafted well? Who drafted poorly? Well, I'm here to tell you that I drafted well. And I'm also here to tell you that August will say that he also drafted well. Yeah, pretty, pretty impressive league for, for an 18 PPR. I think we have eight strong rosters. I'm not the football expert, though. I just think highly of our friends. Speaking of thinking highly of our friends, some of you may remember that last year I shit on Mike for, I believe, only beating me because he had Tyreek Hill on his roster, who happens to be a domestic abuser. Now, this season, our eight-man league, we decided that domestic abusers had no place in our league. Of course, it is a difficult task to identify each and every person that has ever committed such a heinous act. However, We did our best. We identified a list of about 10 prominent players, especially in fantasy football, that we would not allow to be placed in any way, shape, or form on one of our teams this year. As commissioner, I both produced and provided a list of these players that we communally decided should not be a part of our league, disseminated in various ways through GroupMe, through a Word document, through email, through our league chat itself, to everyone that way they were aware of which players would be totally and completely unavailable to them this year for fantasy football purposes. And still we had none other than our European correspondent continue to accidentally draft Joe Mixon who may, well, I'm not going to get into the details of his assault. Joe Mixon, who is a bad person and also a bad fantasy pick. (laughs) So as per our agreement, Bill, the good sport that he is, dropped him immediately, picked someone else up, and so far we haven't had any issues since our draft going into week one. I think it's made for a much better league. The fact that all of the guys in our league were cool with it, nobody really had a problem with that going in because we had the discussion ahead of time, and now we don't feel bad when somebody wins just because they had a terrible fucking person basically single-handedly win a game for them like Tyree Kill did for me against Drew last year. So now we can go back to having actual arguments about each other after wins and insult each other as people and not the players that we drafted, which is much more interesting and fun. But some things will also always stay the same. Aug starts off with the best record. Drew wins the fantasy season. That's your bold prediction from Drew this week. Drew, I do have the best record. Thank you for acknowledging it. Four and O, starting off super hot. My team name, like you mentioned before, is the fantasy football team. I'm really proud of the name. It sparks creativity, imagination. But that's a great segue to me beating Mike in our first head-to-head fantasy bout of the season. So you all know what that means. It is time for me to annihilate Mike with a song. Uh, I'm ready to hurt. I didn't record it, so you're getting a live version, baby. Oh my god. It's like seeing Hamilton. It's like London. Tiny Desk Concert. Do you want my reaction through? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I'm seeing the title on my screen and I'm excited. I'm just going to go ahead and mute myself. Oh, Mike the Cuck Our smart and honest lad 
Patriots hate was in Super Bowl 52 red. I hoped your team would come and give my boys a big old stare. From quarterback to Ravens Day, not one showed up or cared. Mike, sleep it up, and you won't be in the finals playing the fantasy football team. Oh, Mike, the cock waking from your grand wet dream. That shit was like a Christmas carol. I feel all warm and fuzzy now after listening to that. Mike, I want you to know that I picked that song because your team is like Canada. Not a threat. <laughs> Not a threat, but you wish you could move there because it seems like fun, even though uh, you're not quite sure what they're doing or what their plan is going forward. The Chungus City Mahi Mahi did not bring it against you, but at least I lost better to you than I lost to Drew this week. I look forward to his song next time, unless he's going to surprise me with one right now. Um, I don't have it right now, but I think I could come up with it in about five minutes. Being dead serious, a good one. We'll save it for next time because I lost to him yesterday officially even though the projection was fucked from the beginning and to round out this episode of housekeeping let's circle around to the chicago sky the chicago sky are in the semifinals ranked second in the eastern conference i'm still learning conferences in basketball eastern conference behind only the connecticut sun they currently lead as of today they currently lead the connecticut sun in the semifinals two to one now chicago has been extremely unevenly even this year they started off really shitty and then really picked it up at the end ended at 500 at home they've won six games and lost 10 on the road they've won 10 and lost six total opposites their last 10 games they have split five and five so they are 500 all the way except hopefully now that it's time that it counts they step up and get above 500 in the playoffs Drew, who would you see? Fuck. Drew, who would you say is the star player on the sky that, that you would bet on going forward to deliver a championship to Chicago? There are two players that are the essence of this Chicago Sky team, and they are Candace Parker and Courtney Vandersloot. Candace Parker, if you go back and watch the, the third game of the semifinals against the Sun, it jumps off the screen how important Candace Parker is to this team and how many offensive rebounds they come, come down with. And I believe it was the second quarter, she literally went up and grabbed it like three times in a row on a couple of misses that they had, and they were able to put it right back in up against the Sun. Absolutely embarrassing for the Sun and whoever they have. Candace Parker mossed you, essentially. Drew, I really appreciate your analysis. Dare I say it verges on straight nerdy, but we appreciate that. We love you for it. Uh, go Candace Parker. Go Courtney Vandersloot and go Chicago Sky. We'll be watching you all the way. I don't know, I don't know if I've ever seen an adult sit down with the Mad Libs while she's doing her fun. I guess I forgot how much you like Mad Libs.
Can we start with your mother's knuckle? This mobster coach Steve. <laughs> May I suggest uh, JB? Can I just get some audio of you saying maybe some Jagerbond chance to do you something? JB's? Drew? JB's? Ready? JB's? You can unmute anytime you want, buddy. JB's. It's JB oh, I'm time. sorry. I thought it was just a you thing. <laughs> I thought just Mike was getting those rowdy. <laughs> JB's? Oh, JB time. Check the clock. JB time. JB time. That's an ambulance coming to get me for alcohol poisoning at 9 p.m. Wait, what's that sound? Mike is the FBI. We're going to have to arrest you for drinking so many JPs. I don't want to go! All right, true. Let's get it. Do you have yours ready? Are you shotgunning yours? This is a oh, fresh bottle. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The crackle. That's authentic. Explain what you're doing. Walk through. There is no measurement going here. I am just going light on the J to this B because... This J almost fucking flew back out of my throat earlier while I was trying to warm up for this episode. So little light on the Jaeger, little heavy on the bull, but that's going to be okay. I actually poured much more than I meant to. To be clear to the audience who can't see Drew, this is worth mentioning. I, like a Puritan, am drinking my J mixed with my B out of a cup, a decorative cup with a seahorse. In fact, Drew has opted to just pour an amount of J from his bottle of Jaeger directly into his can of Red Bull like a sociopath. Drew's J to B ratio is noteworthily disturbing. In my it possession, is. I have 8.4 fluid ounces of bull and 750 milliliters of J. So it's like the picture of Judge standing next to Altuve, but Judge is the Jaeger and Altuve is the bomb. <laughs> no, fuck that guy. He cheated. I don't get Wait, that reference, one? but I am ready for a JB. Unlike Cheers. Altuve, we will not cheat. We're going to drink this whole fucking thing. Clink. What's the word? Fuck. Uh, I'm looking for Defibrillator? That would make uh, it. All right, that got the blood pumping. Transition, okay. transition, transition. I got to read the points before I say it. Uh, little mic thing, I guess. Feel free to give, you know, some background vibes, people murmuring, writing things, taking camera shutter pictures like we're in a press room. Friend, life partner, prophet in our religion, and middle school head football coach. Of course, I'm talking about our very own Andrew Hernandez IV, not the third and not the fifth. To try to milk some of this life experience out of our friend's football udders, Aug and I went undercover as middle schoolers to infiltrate Drew's team and ask him for some advice. Coach Drew, Coach Drew, my grandma has a dentist appointment during the next game this next week, and, and she wants me to hold her hand while they fit her fourth pair of dentures and in her in her abnormally shaped jaw. What, what do I do? Do I make the game? Do I, do I hold my grandma's jaw? Move the appointment. Come to the game. You're not going to remember this grandma's dentist appointment, but you will always remember a middle school football game, whether we win or lose. Thanks, Coach Drew. That was, that was exactly what I'm, I'm calling the dentist's office right now. Hey, dentist, fuck right off. All right. Uh, does anybody else need a hand while we're sitting here in the locker room? Just <laughs> seeking advice. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Timmy. 
Hey, Coach Drew, it's me, Timmy Gimp, the eighth grader who's been here since 2004. I got a math test tomorrow, and I only understand the algebra in the form of a football play. Uh, you want to explain to me how to find X through football terminology? Uh, the equation is 2X plus 2 equals 20. Thanks a lot, Coach. Appreciate you, bro. Jesus Christ. Okay, algebra. I don't teach math. <laughs> So let's start there. But this is an easy problem. Um, football terms. Okay. Take all the time you need. It's <laughs> 2x plus 2. Let me write this down. I have – oh, God. 2 you have two. 2x plus 2 equals 20. Yes. Correct. Oh, here's what you have to remember, Timmy. It's not about the journey. It's about the destination. If you get the answer right and you don't show any of your work, then it's at least a 50%, which with your current grades, based on all the extra credit little fucky assignments you've been doing, will be good enough for this test for you right now. Okay, so all you need to know, 2x plus 2 equals 20, it comes out to 9. That's all you need to know. Don't worry about the process. Trust the process of just circling an answer and getting it out there. Manifest your math test. Hey, uh, thanks, Coach Drew. Hey, do you mind if I tell my dentist or my grandma's dentist to fuck off too. Timmy, we both know very well you do not have a dentist. Oh, you got me again, Coach Drew. I got to go find my dentures. All right. Fire them off. I'm here for 15 more minutes in the locker room until your parents come fucking pick you up. Coach Drew, Coach Drew, I'm pregnant. Can I play this Friday? How far into the pregnancy are you? Bring me a doctor's note or a note from your parents. You'll be fine. If the NFL can have football games on Thanksgiving, you can play through an early term pregnancy. Everyone's played a couple games pregnant every now and then. I really want to sneak a pro ball joke in, but anyway. Coach Drew, Coach Drew, over here, Coach Drew. Uh, it's 0 and 32 on the field, but also in life. What do I do? We've all been there, you know? We all lose games, and we all win some games every now and then. Life is like the rolling hills, you, ups and downs, ups and downs. We have to remember, eventually, everything's going to even out and go flat, and the game's going to be over. So just push through until your game is over. Thanks, Coach Drew. I'm just going to go ahead and end the game now. No, little Mikey, don't do that. The last person that did that was Vontae Davis when he retired against the Chargers at halftime when he was playing for the Bills. And now everyone makes fun of him on the internet. Never quit at halftime. Surprise, Coach Drew. It was me, your co-host, Mike, all along. I'm here to ask you, how should I beat Og next time I play him in fantasy? Because I just had to listen to O Canada before taking a Jaeger bomb, and I don't know if I can do that again. Look, let's acknowledge our opponent in this situation. August, as much as it's going to fucking blow smoke up his ass for me to say this, has a stacked roster. Stacked August, August has a August, stacked roster. August. Stacked August. Stacked August has a stacked roster. Okay, so don't just go off the projections. You're going to have to pull off some galaxy brain type shit on your fantasy lineup. Figure it out. Okay, you have the resources. The stars have to align. But hey, it can happen. The Chargers sign a new coach. We're sitting here at three and one with victories over the Super Bowl appearance Kansas City Chiefs last week and yesterday the previously 3-0 Las Vegas Raiders. Shoot for the stars, little Michael. I appreciate it, Coach Drew. And for all our listeners out there who can't see, August was touching his nipples 
provocatively the entire time Coach Drew talked about how good his team was. August, if you can spell provocatively on your own, I'll give you Keenan Allen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> August has a stacked roster. There was a report that a team was trying to get this uh, Ben Simmons off of the Sixers by just trying to give them like five players for Ben Simmons and all the Sixers fans were like, five shitty players doesn't equal one really good player. You would never do that in fantasy. And I was just thinking, am I not in a good fantasy league? Because <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that happens frequently. All right, we're in a do good we, groove. Let's do a commercial. Can I, uh, can I suggest a commercial? Yeah. Just going right off, right off what we're working with. Uh, fish topping vinegar. Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> One day I want us to explore not starting a commercial with, are you tired of X? I was we'll try just, Y. <laughs> I was just about to say, are you tired of having food that's a little too tasty? <laughs> I was about to say, are you are you tired of having different outlets than everywhere else? Are you tired of hogging the fucking train technology? Are you tired of having to brake for bicyclists? Are you tired of having orgies always kind of subconsciously in the back of everyone's mind at 2 a.m.? Are you tired of always being the asshole in the history books? Are you tired of hearing Special K and having it not refer to the cereal? Are you tired of being a part of the EU? Well, Brexit for you. With Brexit! Oh did, <laughs> oh, did you have another are you tired of? I did, but I love the <laughs> are you tired of being in the EU? That, that was special. Oh, Off we should with the petrol. Yeah. That's are you joke. tired of Islam? That's for France. <laughs> but have you not had enough of your taxes funding a 98-year-old woman and her pedophilic son? They conquer the world. Do you still drive a Volkswagen? And can you not drive it on the right fucking side of the road? Are you tired of other countries having no idea what the geographical landscape of your continent is? Are you tired of having the last name Smith? Are you tired of being knifed? Are you so tired that you wish you were the human sacrifice on the altar? Are you tired of calling cooked sandwiches melts? Are you tired of fucking sheep, lad? Well, we can fix that. Well, then you should take a nap. Naps. They've been around forever. But now with Slam Drunk's eyes, nose, mouth, and ears defibrillator, you won't be able to see, hear, smell, sniff, or taste a thing. Wow. I sure was tired of living in Europe and having all my naps interrupted by the taste and smell of all the shit in the air because everybody eats bland, unseasoned food here and the fish are reeking because it's all out on the streets and everyone is on a dock and shit. But now that I can put this defibrillator in several of my orifices, I can sleep great in the middle of the day. Well, good news for you then, isn't it? I think we should move on. I was gonna say, should we just get really real with it real fast? <laughs> <laughs> I think we already have. Wasn't there a Holocaust <laughs> joke in there somewhere? Are you tired of having to face the sun every day? The unrelenting curse of daytime? Well, then you must not be in Europe because it's fucking rainy. Are you tired of Andy Dalton being your fucking starting quarterback? <laughs> Andy the Red Rocket Dalton? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, in this, in this analogy, I'm not Picasso. I'm naked August getting painted by Picasso. I didn't think that this episode would end in my Google history. 
<laughs> resulting in is Spaniard a slur. But here we are. Mike's and bikes, Mike's and bikes, Mike's and To be clear to the listeners, I'll just compared uh, <laughs> to losing in fantasy football. Welcome to a new segment on this show, Mike's and Bikes. In an attempt to expand our listenership base, we sent Mike to a biker bar called Mike's and Bikes to talk to some new people. I am so sorry, guys. I have been sending, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I just have to talk about this. I've been sending, I'm breaking from slam drunk. I'm drunk. I just got to talk about this. I went to college for creative writing, right? I fucking majored in fiction. I have been rejected 100 times, literally 100 times since graduating Eckerd for short stories. And my first one published, I just got the email. I'm a fucking, I'm about to be a published fucking author, dude. Well, not author, I guess that's a book, but a published no, fiction author, writer, Mike. man. Fuck Holy yeah, dude. shit. Hell yeah, Mike. Agree, if you agree to publish with us, please send the legal name to use the author agreement, a brief bio written in third person, a headshot or picture. I'm going in a fucking digital magazine for fiction, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh my God. I have been hoping for this for years, dude. This is the dream. Fuck. That literally increases my chances of going to grad school for writing by like 100%. That is fucking awesome. Oh. I'm sorry. Dude, I'm so I'm happy. So sorry. No, don't be sorry. Oh, thank you so I'm much. I'm lucky that we got it on recording and i'm gonna put it in the podcast because it's a beautiful moment and it's a part of our lives a big part fucking congratulations dude i'm so confused i feel like i'm dreaming so don't put it in anything yet before i confirm that this is actually linked somewhere mike actually (gasps) uh, if my records are correct mike you've been published with the kumquat multiple times you're right i'm sorry i specifically mean with fiction well i guess that is i guess that's technically fiction they're not going to give you that little something extra behind the bookshelf like Kumquat, you know, does. But that's true. That well, we don't know that yet. Maybe that's why they're asking for a headshot. All right, let's take a Jaeger bomb. Oh, fuck yeah! I got a text, uh, Maddie. Uh, Jaeger bomb. They would be delighted to publish my story, man. I've been fucking submitting this for over two years. Can I ask you what story it is? Yeah, it's a story I wrote for Eckerd for my advanced fiction class, which is like the almost capstone for creative writing and uh it's basically about a a mother who just does not connect well with her kids in florida trying to reconnect with them now that they're adults and there's like fireworks they smoke weed together and get super fucking hammered and uh it's been rejected literally i think 60 times so i'm super stoked I think I read that one. It was called The Cuck and the Hound, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. (laughs) Mike, we are so fucking proud of you, dude. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. I haven't felt this good about my writing in a while. So this is great. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. I'm glad that I was uh, on Zoom with you because this is a huge deal for me. Yeah, me too. Don't ever stop writing, Mike. Thanks, dude. Down the hatch. Drew was on the phone with me when I got my email for my master's program for the Hillary program. Oh yeah, you did tell me that. That you were on the phone with them? That's fucking, ah, I, see, I love it. I love that there's people. Your heart gets all like, oh shit, it's Literally, happening. It's happening. literally as Drew was talking, my heart started beating out of my fucking chest. I could not focus. What does that feel like? Go into that. Just like the physical experience or just in general? 
like just being around friends or just something good happening? What's what's going through your head right now, Mike? What emotions are you feeling? Bro, I I have literally dreamed about this moment for years, for years. Cause there's a kind of, I've been published before um, through everything at Eckerd, including the Kumquat and the current and the Eckerd review, I guess. It's not as special because, you know, I knew people there, like they weren't going to say no to me, you know, but this is like, they have no idea who I am. They've never heard of me before. They were judging me simply based on my craft, which I put tons of fucking time into. And now that's being recognized for the first time in over two years since I wrote this literally in March of 2019. So my heart was beating out of my chest when I read that, that they would be delighted to publish it that they wanted to go over the details with me for legal purposes legal purposes because they actually have to talk about ip with me because it's my craft that they're distributing for money and that is just so amazing this is a huge stepping stone for me and uh i don't know i'm just i literally can't think right now this feels like a dream i'm so like where where do you think your your next stepping stone is or where is this a stepping stone to for you Dude, story number two. I'm just going to get a second one published, man. I've written four stories this year and I've been sending them out. I actually gave up on this piece. I took a break. I stopped submitting this story because it got rejected so many times. And I literally said literally a thousand times because I had to move forward and choose a different piece to submit or else I wasn't going to get anywhere. And I'm so glad that I submitted to this publication too, because obviously it was the one. So now I'll just try again with another piece. What's your process for writing fiction? Uh, fiction is my favorite to write because you can do anything with it and you're not lying. And that's so beautiful. It's so freeing. It's a lot of discovering about yourself. You know, a lot of times I hit roadblocks and you just get what is commonly associated as a writer's block and you don't know what to do next. You don't know what your character would do next. And so you have to ask yourself, like, what have I done in that scenario? And sometimes it's like life or death choices and choices that have huge impacts on this character's relationship. So, you know, I've gone into the mind of a character and learned something about myself coming out of it, which is, it's really magical. And I would recommend it to anyone, even if they've never written before. It's really fun. Just write a fun story and then figure out something about yourself at the end of it. What's well, something that you've been able to learn about yourself? Um, fuck, that's a good question. I think just how much I value people and how much people around me really mean to me because, you know, conflict cannot happen in fiction for the most part without people. Um, you could technically write a story about like a tree falling, but then you'd be personifying the tree. Um, and just people interacting, having to make a choice through the mind of someone else that doesn't exist and it have an effect on other people has made me think about my choices and the way I interact with other people. I mean, obviously I always valued my friends and my family and everyone, but there's something about having literally every choice in the entire imaginable universe, like any character, cause it's fake. You could have a character just pull out a gun and shoot the person they're talking to. And that's valid, it's fiction. Um, but having to actually navigate all those choices that you wouldn't make in real life really makes you think about the implications of every choice, which is kind of philosophical. We were to write a fiction sports epic. 
what sport would we write about right now? And what would a basic plot with some conflict be? For me personally, I've always wanted to write a novel about um, a guy who just gets drunk and starts a Premier League team in England because you don't have to be a company to start a team and then rise through the rankings and join the Premier League. For us, because I think I'm the only one who watches soccer, I think it would be something like the Always Sunny episode where they drop acid and then try out for the Eagles, but it actually works and then they have to deal with the consequences. Like what if, you know, we just sent Drew into Chargers camp, like three tabs deep and demolishes a Jaeger bomb. And then the coach is just like, I really liked your enthusiasm. Like we're signing you to a five-year contract. <laughs> There's apparently one pitcher who threw a no-hitter on LSD and didn't remember it. And he said that like everything was moving and he had so much trouble, but he did it, and but he didn't remember it. And he regretted it only because... He didn't remember doing it. Was he a Pittsburgh Pirate? <clears throat> I definitely read about him. I'm just trying to remember who it I was. know the story you're talking about as well. Doc Ellis. Pittsburgh Doc Pirates Ellis. Pitcher. What a phenomenal um, fucking name. Tripping on acid. He pitched no hitter. Uh, apparently, he didn't know that he had a game that day. Great excuse. <laughs> I was going to say, imagine being a, a baseball player and you're at home tripping in your safe space thinking everything's fine and then the phone rings and they're like where are you <laughs> you got to suit up that's the magic of baseball man they are athletes ready for anything <laughs> you guys mind if i take five to piss are you tired of searching for south american gold are you tired of going to war with argentina over a collection of islands that's off the coast of argentina are you tired of lugging around smallpox blankets for people you don't even care about is that a jewel? Um, it is a it is a different space, but it is a big nice. Same genre. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for another exciting round of Biker Bar with Mike. But unfortunately, we're going to have to put the inaugural recording of that segment on hold for next time because I got some really amazing news, and uh, I'm really lucky to have received it with uh, a couple of my best friends. I couldn't have done it without them. And that goes for all of our friends and family. And this was a, <laughs> this was a really special moment for me. And uh, I'm kind of embarrassed that, it, that it's on, uh, on a recording, but I think more than anything, it, it proves how valuable this time that we spend recording is. And uh, this podcast means the world to me. Because uh, it's, a, it's a thing that we do, and it's a time to be creative with uh, some people that really mean the world to me. So didn't expect to get this emotional after a couple of JBs on a Tuesday night, but here we are. That's the price you pay for having such a great podcast. Tune in next time for Biker Bar with Mike. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to Slam Drunk Season 2, Episode 4. He's your host, Michael H. Wessner, and the H stands for He's Fucking Published, baby! Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Andrew, the best hype man in uh, New Mexico and also the world. Hernandez, the fourth, baby! The fourth, not the third or the fifth. August Victor wants me to let you know, once again, that he is 4-0 in our fantasy league, and he writes and produces this podcast. Tyler Salami Eglin put his sticky little fingers all over our episode art this week and has a birthday this week as well. Happy birthday, Salami. 
you're a fine, fine aged meat stick. Happy 25th Earth Around the Sun. Our intro song samples Dreams by DJ Quad. Check out. Fuck. Shit. Check. God damn it. Check Chill Out Records on YouTube and chilloutmedia.com. As always, you can email us at slamdrunkpod at gmail.com or just DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Whatever works. We don't usually get an email, though, so just be better about that. And please do not drink along with our episode if you are under the age of 21. And if you haven't already, get the damn vaccine. It's important. It'll save your life. It'll save someone else's life. I actually just got an email saying that I might be able to get the booster shot. They call me Booster Shot Published Mike. If I get it. God damn. What a nutty episode. August, you shared you got into your master's program when you're on the phone with me. Mike did this here. And I actually, I got accepted into the sports master's program in Mike's bedroom. I think maybe while we were playing. <gasps> and, uh, yeah, so just all, all around special time. We were. We were about to play 2K and I put down the phone, or, uh, God, you picked up the phone and I put down the controller because you got such great news. So I think we just need to constantly surround each other with each other uh, in the case of good news because it has like a 1 out of 20 conversion rate. It was one of those sessions playing 2K in Mike's room that we came up with the idea of doing a podcast. Because Drew was talking about, now back to football, I was just talking to Maddie about this. But I had always liked the pun, slam drunk, so I probably said that a lot playing 2K.